Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the High Vibration Living Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, beauty, travel, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. Only you know what your body needs. Let this be the reminder that you have the power to tap in and know the food, self-care, and spiritual practices that will best serve you. I will be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies, so you can feel your best and live your dreams. Let's get started. Hi friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm chatting with Lindsay Robinson. She is a hypnotherapist and intuitive coach. She helps clients elevate their mind, embody their highest potential, and manifest their desires. Her approach combines intuition, behavioral science, and spirituality. She is a certified hypnotherapist, is trained in emotional freedom technique, which is tapping, handwriting analysis, human design, tarot and oracle reading, as well as epigenetics, Reiki, and she loves human design. She is also the co-host of the High Vibing It podcast with Kelsey Aida. I happen to have been a guest on their show where I really connected with Lindsay and I really wanted to dive deeper into understanding hypnotherapy, what a session looks like, how you do it remotely, how do you clarify what you want to focus on? You know, some people go to hypnotherapy because they know they want to use it to quit drinking or stop smoking cigarettes or to get rid of certain bad habits, but how do people use it to upgrade their life, create abundance, you know, pull in and attract the things that they really want in their life that have been just out of reach. And that's what we get into in this podcast. I learned a lot about hypnotherapy. I learned a lot about how to use it to have a more abundant, happier, joyful life, how to use it to create good habits, um, as well as just other books and experts out there in the hypnotherapy field in case you're looking for some new reading or are planning some goal settings for 2024 and you want to find some new modalities that can help you to stick with what you want to create. So without further ado, here is my episode with Lindsay Robinson, and you can check out the show notes for links to learn more about her, as well as to find the books that we mention in this episode. I'll have them in my Amazon store so you guys can pick them up and start your journaling or your reading to support you in the new year. Cheers. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the podcast. So excited. Happy to be here. Me too. And we are going to chat today about hypnotherapy, attracting abundance, clearing bad habits, finding the calling and the clarity, all those things that I deeply want to talk about and I got really curious about when we connected on your podcast. I cannot wait. I, I, You might have to stop me though because you know I can talk 
for a really long time, especially if I feel excited about it. (laughs) So I know that this is going to be such a fun chat. So for people that really aren't familiar with hypnotherapy, can you explain what it is? I can, yes. So hypnotherapy is basically just a heightened state of focus where you're able to like tap into, I mean, it's pretty on the nose, but tap into some unconscious things that you might not know are even happening. The subconscious is where all of our beliefs and thought patterns and emotions and everything we know that's true about us, everything we don't have to think about is all stored in the subconscious. So going there is a great place to start when you don't know why you can't achieve that goal, when you don't know why you keep getting into the same relationship over and over, when you don't know why you can't quit that habit that's driving you nuts. I can kind of break down how the subconscious develops and maybe that'll illustrate better how the process works. When you're born, all babies are born with the fight or flight response and the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. So those three things, that's it. That's the basic template for a mind when when you're born. Uh, And those are instinctual. So as you grow, you learn things about yourself. You experience things. Even as a child, you know, that's why they say kids are sponges because they're constantly taking in uh, information. They might learn that they love chocolate and they don't like broccoli. They might learn that they love recess, but they don't like math, you know, those kinds of things. So when a kid hits about, uh, I mean, it's obviously different for each child, but between seven and nine is a good estimate. Between that age, you get Uh, what's called the critical filter, which kind of acts as a separation between what is now the newly formed conscious versus subconscious mind. So it kind of acts as a barrier between those. In the conscious mind, around the age of seven to nine, you get your logic, your reasoning, your decision-making skills, your willpower. All of those things are kind of in your conscious mind, which is about five to 10% of your mind. (laughs) Like that might be, I know we've heard that. It might be surprising to some people, but every time they do like a new study, it ends up being a smaller number. So I think 5 to 10% is a good number for today. If I look in at a new study after this call, it might be 2%. But it's a small number nonetheless. Uh, all of that stuff that we're using day to day when we talk to people, when we are out in the world, is about 5 to 10%. Of course, the subconscious is never asleep. It's always working in the background, but it is in the background. So uh, as an example, as I'm talking to you, you know, I'm choosing, hopefully re- hopefully choosing well the words to say, but the ability to say them is the subconscious. The hand gestures that you might have as you're speaking are subconscious. So they're constantly working together. Um, let's see, where was I? So about seven to nine. <laughs> when you When you have like a thought, so let's fast forward to adulthood. When you have a thought or a desire or a, or, a, or an idea that you really want to bring into your reality, like, I don't know, money's a good one. Or, you know, eating healthy. I think that's a, probably a more appropriate one. <laughs> eating healthy. I want to eat healthy. I want to be healthy. I want to exercise. You know, whatever your health goals, goals are, you, the, the idea is born in the conscious. It then checks in with the subconscious mind going through that critical filter that's just that formed around seven to nine. If there's anything in your subconscious that goes against it, and it may not make sense. In fact, it probably won't. It probably won't make sense. But if there's anything like, well, we really like our couch time, or if we look really good on the outside, we might get unwanted attention. You know, I've heard it all from from clients. So there's, there's things that will come up for you that you may not have even known were there, but there's resistance there. If it's something that you've never fully done before, or if it's something that you've tried and failed at, those are equally dangerous to your subconscious mind and it will just kick it right back out. And that's why we sometimes feel 
very excited in the beginning of a goal. And then by the time we hit week three or four, sometimes sooner, we kind of lose that steam. We feel defeated. We feel like, oh, why should we even do this? It's not going to work, whatever, that voice in your head. Uh, So there's something I do want to say about that voice in your head, but let me finish the (laughs) illustration and then I'll go back to it. Uh, when, When you feel that way and you're wondering what's going on and why I can't achieve this, it's just simply because there's resistance. So what I can do with hypnosis is I take that beautiful, amazing goal thought, idea, and I create with hypnosis kind of like a pathway through the critical filter. So if we can if we can kind of think of the critical filter as the bouncer in a club or like the doorman, we're basically with hypnosis tipping the doorman $100 and getting in. We're getting into the subconscious. And when we're there, we can discover more about who you are and why you operate the way you do. We can gain clarity and wisdom. You can teach your subconscious what actually you want to believe versus what is in there, what you just kind of picked up along the way. And that's the most important piece is just knowing that you have a choice. You have the ability to decide what your subconscious deems safe. So back to that voice. First of all, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So so back to that voice in your head that's like, oh, we can't do this or – it's never going to work or you, you're not worthy, whatever. That's your subconscious programming. It's usually silly. But the thing that I want people to take away from, from that is your subconscious doesn't hate you. Your subconscious is never out to get you. you. The job of your subconscious is to keep you alive. So functioning, one foot in front of the other, breathing, right? Anything extra like happiness or fulfillment or <laughs> success <laughs> – is, is stuff that you can teach your subconscious as safe, but it at, at the point when you're trying to achieve it, if it's never had it before and it doesn't know that it's safe, it is the boss. It's 90 to 95% of your mind. So it's going to win every time. So the goal is not to go against your subconscious. The goal is to get your subconscious on the same team as your conscious goal so that you have 100% of your mind working together to achieve that goal. And once you can get your subconscious on the same team as your conscious, it's already happening because – we're constantly churning out goals every single day. Like you're manifesting whether you want to or not. You're manifesting every single waking moment. So deciding what it is that you actually manifest and what it is that your subconscious is working for is just like a game changer. It's just I can't get enough of it. It's amazing. So what can somebody do with you, whether it's a hypnotherapist or a coach Uh, when they're just stuck and they can't even get clarity on what they want or they want so much that they can't figure out where to start, like they can't even figure out where to focus their energy. That is kind of how most of my clients come to me. I have clients that will come to me like, oh, I know what it is. I know exactly what it is and I just want to release it. Or, oh my gosh, I've been working for two decades on this goal and I I just can't seem to do it and I don't know what's wrong and I don't know why I can't do it. So I get, you know – as any, I'm sure anyone in in hypnotherapy would tell you, like we get all kinds of clients for all types of things. And one of the main things is like, I just want to know what the right thing is for me. Um, I can go specific or I can go broad. So what would you like? It was specific. (laughs) Specific. So if I have, let's say you come to me and you're like, I just don't know what it is. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what's right for me. I don't know what my path is then there are a few things in hypnosis that we can do. One of my favorite things to do with a client, and we, I do it with every single one, no matter what they come for, is a – well, I guess there, there would be two favorites. I have an inner sanctuary that I do with them, and I also have a, uh, a soul 
meeting or an inner, what, what do I, a wise and loving something meeting. So it gets real spiritual, but all of my stuff does. <laughs> so they go to their inner sanctuary, which I think is just something that everybody needs, especially in this world that we live in today. You need a place to go where it is completely yours. It is made perfectly for you. It has exactly what you need at any given time. So let's say you need peace. It's got peace. Let's say for that moment you need solitude and uh, just inner well-being. It's got it. Let's say you need to talk to an animal that's passed on and you just really miss them that day. Guess what? It's going to be there. So there's, it's just, you know Harry Potter, the room of requirement? It's the room of requirement. You just go in and it's got everything you need and it's made specifically for you and you feel because it's within you anyway, you feel that deep connection, that familiarity that, oh my gosh, I know, I remember this place, even if you've never visited it, because it's just that intangible, deep, deep, deep connection that we all kind of yearn for. Anyway, so that I think is one of the strongest pillars that I can give someone. And once they have that, they can go there and ask questions. They can go there and feel into whatever it is that they need. And I think having a place like that is so important. The one I was going to say is the spirit guide connection or the inner, or I guess we would call it the higher self connection. It depends on the client. I mean, it can be whatever, but the higher self, higher wisdom connection is really just having a, a little meeting with your higher wisdom to ask questions and getting that answer. I don't know about anyone else, but I know for me, when I sit and try to clear my mind, it's almost impossible <laughs> most of the time. Uh, I probably should work on that. But for me, the, the the easiest way to do that is to have an objective. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I gravitate to hypnosis so well or so so quickly is because meditation traditionally is a clearing of the energy, a clearing of the mind to get to allow a, a conduit for information to come through. With hypnosis, the only difference is that you have an objective with hypnosis. There is a there is a goal. We are going into hypnosis to quit biting our nails. We are going into hypnosis to find the right job for us. We're going into hypnosis to find out what my body is really trying to tell me, what my soul is really trying to tell me. So there's always a goal. Um, that's the only difference. So if you've done a guided meditation, you did hypnosis. Good job. <laughs> you already know how to do it. And that's the thing. We're all already experts at doing this. We're, we all go into hypnosis every single day. When you're going to sleep, it's a process of hypnosis. You have to pass through that altered state. When you're waking up, same thing. When you're reading a book, watching a movie, driving home without remembering it, you're you're doing it multiple times a day. So all we're doing is doing it when you want to, when you decide that it's the right time so that you can actually take control more of your life, start uh, directing where the ship is sailing, and just feel better within yourself. Um, anyway, so clarity. <laughs> I think the best – to shorten it up, I think the inner sanctuary and the spirit guide are two uh, – they kind of are sisters in terms of what they can give you. They are both pillars in my work uh, because they're just so solid and so something you can take with you for the rest of your life. And when you have that tangible connection to your higher wisdom – there's nothing that's off limits. There's no question that is that you can't ask and there's no answer that you can't be given. If you have 
somewhere to go for those questions. You know what I mean? So what does a session of hypnotherapy look like? So do you spend time talking to the client about what they want to get out of the session and then you guide them through a meditation? Yeah. So when before I take a client, I will have a call with them to discuss what their goals are, what they really hope to get out of hypnotherapy. And based on that call, we'll decide whether they do a six-week, a nine-week, or a 12-week. I've almost stopped talking about the six-week because no one ever picks the six-week. <laughs> no one ever wants the six-week. They always pick nine or 12 because once you realize and once you once you have the hope – an understanding of what hypnosis really is, you just keep adding stuff. <laughs> you just the the sky is the limit. You just want to do more and more. And I completely understand that. So I'll have people say, "Well, I really just want to work on this one thing," and then they'll, "Okay, well, nine sessions would be great." And then they come for the first session, or the by the third session, I would say is fair. They start to realize how different they feel. They start to realize how much is opening up for them and how different the world looks and their possibilities and all this stuff. And then they're like, can I add on more? So it, it does tend to happen that way. But but yes, I do have a conversation with them. What do you want to get out of this? What are you hoping to achieve? If I could wave a wand and give you anything, what would the first thing be? And that's usually the highest priority uh, goal. And then, you know, within nine or 12 uh, sessions, we try to fit it all in. Um, but it really goes for I, – I come up with like an outline or a plan for the client. Like I said, I have a few that I weave into every single client. But there, are, it gets real personal real quick and we go into the specifics of what you actually want and we come up with tailored hypnosis around that. Um, I'm very good at making hypnosis on the fly. I never thought I'd be good at it. I always wanted to prepare as much as possible. And so when someone shows up with a completely different goal than we had planned for that day, I'm just like – Okay, well, let's go for it. I'll just write something real quick, uh, and we'll just we'll just do it. Um, but those tend to be the most potent and the most powerful because mm. I don't know why. Maybe just because they're off the cuff and they're they're so so specific to that day, and it's exactly what they need. Um, but yeah, so so there's a, a couple different ways we can go with it. But but generally, I like to have a general outline, knowing full well that it probably will will change, you know, as, as the client needs it to, and. And those are those are great as well. Does that make sense? Oh, well, a specific session. Let yeah. me tell you about a specific. So if you show up, we do 30 minutes of just, hey, how was your week? What's been going on for you? How are you feeling? How's your stress level, your mindset? What have you noticed? Uh, and then the, the final 15 to 20 minutes is going to be the hypnosis part. I pull cards, Oracle and Tarot, for every client in every session. And that's kind of like – so much fun for me to do. It's become like one of my favorite things because every, for some reason, every single time, I just – the cards are just so powerful and they're just so great every single time we do it. So I've kind of added that in in the last couple years of doing the cards. I never used to do that before. But each client gets a recording also of every hypnosis that we do together so that they can reinforce. If I need them to reinforce it, I can have them do it at home. If they don't need to reinforce it but they just want to have it for – five years from now, then yes, they get every uh, hypnosis that is available through our sessions. That's so interesting. So we're going to be entering a new year very yeah. soon. Like it's flying don't, by. Don't do it. Don't say it. It's going to be 2024, which is really exciting. It's an eight year. So I just cannot believe year. how quick it's gone. It's just, if I feel like I'm on a, like a rocket ship or something, just going into the future. Yes, time has a tendency to speed up without <laughs> without us realizing it. And I would imagine that a lot of your clients are thinking about 
the new year and new goals. What are other ways that we can set goals and meet them in 2024 besides using something like hypnotherapy? Do you have any other modalities? (laughs) Just kidding. No, there's tons of ways. What modalities do you like? The first thing that I wish I knew <laughs> when I when I would always feel like why isn't this not why is this not happening why isn't why can't I achieve this goal is just understanding what is happening when I feel this way what is actually happening is that my subconscious is trying to keep me safe mm-hmm. period it's trying to keep me safe it's trying to keep me in the same box that I've been in for a long time and it's whether it's a bad box or a good box is is kind of up for anyone's assessment. But to the subconscious, it is what it is. It's not bad or good. It's just, this is what keeps you alive. This is what I know. I'm going to do this until you tell me not to. But like, you need to tell me in a way that I can understand. (laughs) You can't just say it. Um, So knowing what's happening, it's not that it's impossible. It's not that it's never going to happen. It's just that your subconscious right now is running off of a program that maybe out is outdated. It doesn't serve you anymore. Maybe it worked at one time. I'm sure it did. There's nothing in your subconscious that is erroneous. I mean, it might be now, but it wasn't. It had a purpose. Uh, and so that that clarity in itself can breed new clarity where you're just like, okay, well, if I know what's happening and I know that my subconscious is not to get me, how can I nurture my subconscious? How can I nurture that part of me that feels like it's impossible, that feels like it's never going to happen, uh, and just hold space for how I feel? I think that's that's one of the pieces that a lot of us are missing too, is not allowing ourselves to just feel the way we feel, not asking questions about why we feel that way, just, just labeling it bad and shoving it down. <sighs> how many times does it not have to work for us to realize it doesn't work? <laughs> But we keep doing it. So understanding how you feel, asking questions about why. Why would I feel this way? If there was a part of me that didn't want this to happen, what would that be? Why would I maybe not want this? You know, going back to that, uh, the health goal thing where, you know, some I've heard clients realize that if they looked a certain way, they would get unwanted attention. There would be more expectation on them. They would have to do things that they don't have to do now. And whether it's true or not is irrelevant because it's in there. So teaching, you know, teaching in that way, teaching your subconscious that it doesn't have to be that way looks different for everyone. I love, um, I have what's called a self-talk log that I give to clients in the first or second session that just has them monitor the kinds of things that they notice themselves saying. And you don't need a log. You can just write it down. But if you just keep track of the kind of stuff you hear yourself thinking or saying about yourself, about your goal, about your abilities, and just stop right there and be like, what, where did that come from? Is that true? And what is a better feeling thought? Or what would I like to believe instead? So if the thought is, oh, I I can't look a certain way because I'll get unwanted attention. Is that really true? Well, probably not. I don't know that that's true. So write it down. I don't know that that's true. Also, what's a better feeling thought? Maybe, Maybe I'll be happier than I've ever been in my life. Write it down. I'm saying write it down because uh, this brings me to another thing I want to mention. Your handwriting is the most powerful way to communicate with your subconscious because it is a direct line to your subconscious. Again, you choose what to write, but your your hand does the writing. So it's an automatic behavior. Uh, any, anything automatic, again, is in the subconscious. So as you're writing, if your intention is to vent and get it out, 
-hmm. Write it down. It's working. It's doing it. If your intention is to affirm or get it into the subconscious, (laughs) write it down because it's getting in there because that is the best way, I think, to communicate with your subconscious. You can think the thought, sure, but there's something about physically putting pen to paper and writing it down that is kind of solidifying that in the subconscious. And it's not a one and done thing. I'm not trying to sell it as like magic or anything, but it is very powerful. So if you're going to do affirmations, if you're going to do any kind of, you know, uh, written manifesting, best way to do it. Don't type it, write it. I agree. So I have the five minute journal next to my bed. Oh, nice. And when I get up in the morning and I write in it, now I'll I'll be fully transparent. I've had this five minute journal since 2019. All right, I'm glad you're human because I would do the same thing. <laughs> it's about to be 2024, 20, and like I'm finally at the last five pages. I mean, it's time to reorder. Finally, nice. I go through phases where I do it every morning for like three or four weeks, and then I fall off. But when I do do it every morning, it one of the questions that it prompts you prompts you to say, what are three things that would make today great? Yeah. So then it requires you to think about, wow, like what do I really want to create in my day? And I swear when I write that down, it comes true. Yeah. And it can be as simple as I just want quiet and peace in my life today, or I want to be home from work by 5 p.m. So that way I can make myself a hot dinner, or I want to sell a few jars of Starseed Kitchen Spice. I want those online orders to come through today. Boom. And it's just like, I wrap up my day, you know, you go back to your little five minute journal at the end of the day and you write down three amazing things that happened to you. And then one thing that you wish you would have done. And mm-hmm. usually my wish, my three wishes come true. And if I thought that every morning, I don't think it would have right. the impact as when I write them down. Now, now thinking it, saying affirmations out loud, it's not doing nothing, but think about where those – it's happening in your conscious. You're, you know, you're, it's only conscious. So it's getting into the subconscious. I don't know. If we use the biggest – if we use all of the conscious, it's still only 10%. So you're doing 10% of the work, whereas if you're going in and actually writing it down, I don't know. This is probably a bad analogy, but I like to think of it as like if you're doing handwriting, it's, it's, it's like a 90% potency. If you're saying it out loud, it's like a 10% potency. So it's not doing nothing, but it's it's not. It's not it's it's harder. <laughs> it's going to take longer. That's just yeah. that's just what I've found for myself, what I found for clients. Um yeah, so handwriting, if you didn't know why it worked, now you do. <laughs> that's so interesting. Well, I'd much rather write it down every day than Definitely. the 10% chance of it coming true. I'd rather go with the 90. <laughs> <laughs> More return on investment there. Exactly. Hi, I'm Chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, caking agents, or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef-crafted organic spice blends made with only good-for-you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral-rich Redmond Real Salt, prepare the blends listening to kundalini mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high-vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 Magic Herbs and Spices, on starseedkitchen.com. Use code STARSEED for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy. 
So where did you learn about hypnotherapy? I can tell you, but I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to go into my whole story. <laughs> do we have time? <laughs> I'll just do the, I'll do the Cliff Notes version. So uh, I, when I was about 19, my sister gave me a book called Journey of Souls. Mm-hmm. And it's written by a man named Michael Newton, who is now deceased. He was a hypnotherapist who took his clients. If you are on board with reincarnation or you know spiritual regression, that sort of thing, he took his clients through the life between life phase where they would pick their bodies, pick their families, pick their lessons, and that that phase of before you reincarnate. And he was a psychologist. He tried hypnotherapy on a whim. He's like, I don't know if this is going to work. I just probably not going to do anything. And his clients basically went like more than one took him on like a spontaneous regression. He was like, what the heck is this? So I tr- I believe him and I love his work because he was such a skeptic in the beginning. <laughs> and And so when I read through this book, I was learning about the stuff he was learning about with this, like, what? Like the light, I never, I always grew up with like reincarnation, but I never considered that part of like the, the choosing and the doing what your soul knows is best for you. So I was just like, what is a hypnotherapist? <laughs> what, is, what is this book? I was trying to figure out life. I was 19 years old. Within a year of reading that book, and he has another one, Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls. I read them both mm-hmm. like very quickly. And then I found myself having all of these huge life changes coming up. Like I felt the urge so powerfully. I was now 20 and I knew that I had to move to LA because I don't know why. Everybody asked me, why are you moving? Why are you going? I don't know. I just, I just got to go. I got to go to LA. And I figured logically, like if I could live in Los Angeles, I could live anywhere. Nothing will stop me at that point. I will be unstoppable. So I'm going to give it a shot. So I left. I ended up finding, well, years, years later, I ended up finding my husband and my kids there. So there was something. But uh, that was a huge thing. I I wanted to go initially because I wanted to go to the Newton Institute to learn about Mm -hmm. past life regression. But once you get to LA, you realize that it's very expensive and you need a job (laughs) very quickly. So I started working and forgot all about it. Fast forward to this was this would have been 2006, but fast forward to 2012, I was still living in LA. I had my uh, husband by then, husband and first baby, and when he was born, I decided that I didn't want to go back to just a regular nonsense job that I didn't care about. Like, what am I doing? What am I actually want to do with my life? Yeah. <laughs> I was like 27. <laughs> like, what do I want to do? So I wanted something where I could make my own hours. I didn't want to drop him off at a daycare. So immediately in my head when I asked, what do I want to do? What do I like? You know, like what do I like? What do I want to do? Boom, hypnotherapy. This had been like six years, eight years, whatever. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I wanted to do that. And then I was like in my head, nah, come on. You can't do that. That's for other people to do. You just got to do something that's like safe. You do, just do something that's that's – secure. You're a mom. Come on. Get real. And I kind of agreed. And I was like, yeah, this makes sense. I probably should just, you know, call Starbucks and, and work, <laughs> make lattes, which by the way, in my 20s, working at Starbucks is the best job. Best job. I love working at Starbucks. I can make you anything you want and just be so good at it. It's like Cooking Mama. You know, the video game Cooking Mama? Anyway, I'm digressing. So I call the first thing that I, I was like, what if I just Google it? What if I just like look it up and just see what would happen? Because I asked myself, once I heard, nah, 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 do something responsible, I found myself also asking, but 
why? Like, why is that irresponsible? What if it did? What if I could do it? This guy clearly has made a lot of money on it. What if it was lucrative? What if I could actually figure it out? And I like to do it. So I, so I Googled and I called and I found this place that was right down the street from where I would have gone back to work had I returned from maternity leave. And it was just way too weird that it was so close. And it wasn't the Michael Newton Institute. It had no affiliation with him whatsoever. So I call them and I'm like, I really just want to do past life regression. Can I just do past life regression? And they're like, well, no, because <laughs> you want to be a doctor. You can't just learn surgery. You have to learn everything. And, and I was like, okay, I'll learn everything. And I'm so glad I did because I love doing past life regression. I love doing spiritual progression and all that stuff. But I really love just working with people like on, you know, habits and their their success and the, how to be the best version of themselves. Like that, I, I never would know how to do that. So I showed up. I did a tour. I decided that this was perfect. I called my husband from the institute, uh, from the tour. And they're like, well, we just had a semester start yesterday. So you could just jump in now. And I was like, okay, it's <laughs> too much pressure. So I called my husband. I'm like, can I, can I do this? I really? He goes, do you really want to do it? I said, yeah, I really do. And he goes, okay, we'll figure it out. And I was like, what? <laughs> you can't, I'm not, you're not going to just, I, I can't back out. You're going to let, you're going to just say yes. So I can't like have an excuse. So I did it. And it's, it was amazing. It was, it's called Hypnosis Motivation Institute. Love it. Love the people. Highly recommend. I've gotten so many people enrolled in that institute and they're not paying me to do that. It's just that good of a school. And the, incidentally, I worked, um, in the distance department after I graduated. So I went in person, obviously, but I ended up working in the in the distance education department once I graduated as like a tutor uh, for, for their distance program. And so I had to know about all the different programs because we get calls all the time. Like, what's the difference between your distance and like this one and, you know, all these things. So we had to know all the information, which is why I can double down and say, I landed very well with this with this place because it just doesn't compare. No other place compares to this. So um, did I did I answer that? It was a very long winded, yeah. but yeah, I learned it uh, at an institute that did a year long program uh, and six months of residency or internship where you actually see clients, and uh, it's r ridiculously great. I loved it every minute of it. If people want to learn more about hypnotherapy, are there other books that you recommend that they read? So like I read Many Lives, Many Masters by yeah. Dr. Weiss, and I got to go see him in person. And Ooh, I, I love, love that. that. Oh, I won tickets from a friend won tickets to see Dr. Weiss in person at a Hay House event. Couldn't go, just randomly texted me, do you want these tickets? So I went and saw oh him. Oh my gosh incredible one-day lecture I've ever been a part of. Oh. He did multiple past life regressions in one day. Um, it was it was incredible. Um, I love that stuff. Are there other authors and hypnotherapists that you suggest that we follow and learn from? I mean, yeah. These are all my hypno these are all my hypnotherapy books, but all of my like past life books. So I have Michael Newton, I highly recommend all of his books. I, I love Brian Weiss. I have a lot of his stuff. There's another guy. Oh, what's his name? Lipton. Lipton? It's not Bruce Lipton, is it? He 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 wrote a book called Past Lives, Future Lives. Mm -hmm. I, it will forever be in my top top five because mm -hmm. I I'd never realized or never he, – he, same kind of thing. He's a hypnotherapist that takes clients 
uh, back to their lives. But he also did progression. So like what would if if you know, kind of like exploring the different possibilities of what your future life, your next life would look like, which just kind of broke my brain at the time. And I was like, what the heck is going on? But I loved it. I loved that book. And it always sticks with me as like one of my um, one of my favorites. And I know Michael Newton does progression too. Like I'm certified in uh, spiritual regression, life between life and progression. So I do I do it all. But at the time when I read it, it was so brand new to me and it was just magical. So love that book a lot. Um, do, you, do you think a lot of the blocks your clients get are their subconscious or is a mix of subconscious slash past life trying to, again, keep them safe? Maybe. Probably. Sometimes. Yes. No. Some clients, yes. <laughs> I've had – I've had, you know, I will never present it as, I don't think I would ever present it as why, like, hey, I think it's a past life. You want to try it out? Because you never know somebody's like where their stance is on it. They might freak them out. Yeah. So if they come to me and say, you know, I, I just really want to explore and see if that's a reason. Um, there have been many times when a client has wanted to do a past life and found so many parallels from their past to their present. So things that they they didn't realize. I'm trying to think of a really good example that uh, that I could give, but I guess the one that comes to mind is had a client who just couldn't find uh, a partner. You know, they wanted they wanted the 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 tail. They wanted the partnership. They wanted the spouse, the the white picket fence, and all that. They wanted the family, and they, it just wasn't happening. They couldn't find the right person, and they. They had they they wanted to do a past life, so we did a past life, and it turned out that they were, uh, they were married to this horrible man who kind of like abused them, and you know walked out, or maybe he died. It's so hard to remember, but I think something happened. It was just not a good situation, and they had kids, and so when he was out of the picture, I think he died. Actually, if I'm remembering, she was just alone with these kids, and it was the worst situation because it was like back at a time where, you know, obviously women couldn't work for most of our history. <laughs> so it was like she was stuck. She was she was like – she felt helpless. And for her – and I'm always careful not to connect the dots for clients. I will be biting my tongue off to not say, you don't see this connection? <laughs> like what? So I always I – always wait for them to to connect the dots because it's so much more important if you do it. So she connected that, uh, oh my gosh, maybe there's a part of my subconscious that feels like if I do have that, I'm going to get screwed over again. Maybe I just feel like it's safer being alone even if I'm unhappy. And so that was for her very, very powerful as well. Um, yeah, I would say a lot of times but not every time. It, it definitely can have a connection and I think we are. We are a, con we are a mixture of – our past lives, our ancestors' stories. I th I'm huge in the ancestral uh, lineage and all that sort of thing too. So I think that we are just a mixture of it all. And being able to explore those different avenues is is there's no better time in history where we're able to do this, where we're able to have all these tools to really get to know what makes us who we are, you know? So 
Yeah, it's very magical. So you also have a podcast. You you and Kelsey have interviewed, I think, over 200 people at this point. Um, so what topics are you really into exploring with your guests right now? What's like new and exciting for you that you're kind of diving into? Well, we love we love human design. Anything that's like untapped. I'm huge into like astrocartography. I don't Me know too. that much about it. You love it too. Isn't it great? I- and I am obsessed, <laughs> so but good. it like also kind of holds me back because uh, now I know the best area for me to live in the United States, yeah. but it doesn't match. Yeah. It doesn't match what I see when I close my eyes of my dream home mm. and my dream landscape and my dream environment. So it's it's created some conflict for yeah. me in figuring out – where I'm really supposed to be. Well, and that's the thing. I think with that, like I, I would agree. I think for me, it was very validating to to see all the places I had been. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's why. Oh, that's why that mm-hmm. happened there. Oh, that's why I feel that way. But like the, for the future, I think – I don't even think I'm going to look at it. I don't think I'm going to look at it until I land where I want to be and then maybe I will because I think I don't want it to – influence my what I think will make me happy you know but I think and that can be true for anything I think your horoscope can make or break your day if you let it Uh, you can take it as information and just go about your day with your inner compass or you can let a paragraph in a newspaper really I said newspaper did you hear me I just said newspaper ah (laughs) internet internet app, app on the internet Uh, anything, you can let anything influence you but I I do think that it's supposed to be, I don't know, something that we can use, but maybe not, not let it affect, you know, our happiness. But I do completely understand, like, I'm scared to look at where I want to be just because I don't want it to be like, nope, I can't. My astrocartography says no. Uh, But no, also human design, we're really big in human design. Anything really regarding empowerment, living your best life, manifesting, um, I always love, I always fall back on like the, the spiritual stuff. So like, let's talk to your soul today. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk to your spirit. Like I love that kind of thing. Uh, ancestral trauma, ancestral releasing of that, of trauma is, is so interesting to me right now on a personal level. And if we could mm-hmm. talk about it on the podcast all day, I would. So, I mean, I need to dive more into that. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely recommend it. (laughs) I have my seven-year-old homesick from school. So there he is. Um, But yeah, I I definitely recommend it. It's so, so interesting. And there's so many ways to work with it as well, just like anything. There's so many ways to work with ancestral healing. And and then, you know, luckily, Kelsey and I both have such similar interests that uh, it works so well. It really does. She's big into like one of the things that she's more into is feng shui. One of the things I'm more into than her is probably aliens. I think we would both agree that I'm way more into aliens and stuff than she is. But but yeah, we we most of our Venn diagram is we got a pretty big uh pretty big commonality there. So it, it works really well. But really anything that helps you feel empowered and know your yourself more and appreciate mm-hmm. all that you are. We'll talk about it all day. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting 
doing a podcast as well and exploring different topics and seeing how your interest goes in and out in certain mm-hmm. areas. And then I talk to someone like you and it like re-sparks what I need to be exploring. <laughs> and I'm just oh, like, I'll send you I, lists. I have lists. How have I abandoned that for six months? Like that's so much yeah. fun. Let me dive back in. It's really interesting. And I think maybe people feel like that about their health and their food. Yeah. And their habits sometimes. You go through a flow where it's just so easy to know exactly what you want to eat, prepare healthy meals, feel good. You're in flow. Yeah. And other times it's just so hard and going out, ordering out, you know, going for some more processed things that, you know, starts working for you. So it's, it's an interesting how with everything in life we we flow. And I think – I love that you talked about your journal because it's same – so much same where you go through these phases of like, I'm going to do it every day and you do and you're so committed. But I think it's important to, I guess, walk the line of keeping a commitment to yourself and honoring how you feel that day. So I don't think it serves you to force yourself to do anything if if it truly doesn't resonate at that time. And And I think it's such a it's a dance. It's a dance. It's a waltz with life where you have to kind of honor how you feel and and what you need in that moment while also holding space for what what you know is best for you, you know? <laughs> and, so, and nobody's understanding that you're not perfect and you never will be. So give yourself the space to be lazy sometimes. Give yourself the space to and, – and lazy is such a blanket term. But I think when you're lazy, you're actually giving yourself something else that you need. But that's another topic. But just, you know – giving cut yourself some slack sometimes you know it's not it doesn't have to be all or nothing I'm sorry my seven-year-old just licked my salt lamp I think he's trying to tell me he wants sodium in his diet that's okay he can walk over and grab a little pinch of salt off the kitchen counter it'll help rehydrate him it'll also stop him from craving sugar um, oh, interesting. So when you grab a little sea salt, so I, you know, I'm a chef. I have yeah. multiple types of sea salt on my kitchen counter at all times. But <laughs> when you put salt on your tongue and it doesn't taste sharp, it almost tastes sweet. Mm. That means your body really needs that sodium. Until the salt starts to taste salty, that's when you're balanced again. Interesting. Yes. And then at the same time, if you're craving sugar, go and have a little bit of salt. That is actually what your body's usually Hmm. craving. And then you tend to balance out and not need the sugar. And then it's just a mental choice, not a physical choice. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty – it's a pretty common thing, isn't it? Where if you have like a big meal or like a lot of salt – then you you're like oh I need something sweet now or if you have a lot of sweets you're like oh I need salt now like I've I've heard so many people say that throughout my life that I just thought it was a given but now that makes so much sense yeah it's a it's a balance in your body it's really interesting I love that that's so cool we just talk about everything on this show <laughs> well, where can people learn more about you and connect with you and book those nine and twelve sessions for? <laughs> hypnotherapy so they can get out of their own way in the new year and, and well, really, really want the six. I can definitely do a six, but I just, you know, most people just don't, they bypass right over it. So it is still there, but I have, yeah. So I do one-on-one sessions, um, where, you know, it is that more in-depth personal 
journey and we get to talk and I get to know you and you get to know how I work and we get to get very, very specific and very specific on your subconscious goals and what we're teaching your subconscious. So that's probably my favorite thing because it's so, oh, it's so powerful. Uh, I also have a membership where people can sign up for a monthly fee and get all of my digital content. So I have an a extraordinary library of audios and digital courses and I do tarot card polls in there. I have EFT sessions. Are you familiar? EFT? Oh, yes. So we have a couple of those sessions, a few actually. And I've also curated some of these toolkits inside my membership where you pick a topic and there's something already ready for you. Like it's got audios, it's got courses, it's got all this tailor-made stuff for specifically what it is that you're Mm. trying to achieve. Um, Really good stuff. And then I also have the podcast, High Vibe in It, where we give give you some empowerment and spiritual talk every week. Every other week, actually. Sorry, I misspoke. We just changed it to every other week. So uh, let me off the hook. But what's the other thing I was going to say? I think that's it. You can find me on Instagram. I have Instagram, uh, TikTok. I'm mostly on Instagram. And uh, uh, just Lindsay Robinson. And I look forward to connecting with you and chatting about how amazing you are. I will have those links in the show notes for you, but I have two more questions. I can't let you go yet. Okay. One is, this is the High Vibration Living podcast. You have the High Vibe in it podcast. So I would love to know what high vibration or high vibration living means to you since we, we kind of speak the same language. High vibration living or how it feels to be a high vibe? Either one, but kind of your definition of what it is. My definition, when okay, when I when I am that high vibe, when I feel like that, I know the universe is conspiring in my favor. The universe is doing its best work on my behalf. The universe is making moves. It's figuring it out. I'm connected to my ancestors. I'm getting all the synchronicities, all the signs. I feel like I'm unstoppable, that what I want is within arm's reach of me. And I do not always feel that way. And I don't think anyone on this planet does, but that is how it feels to be high vibe. And so in order to bring more of that into my life, I, I do little things. Like I will talk to my – I have a, an ancestor altar where I have like my grandparents and any – I do family tree stuff, so I'm a genealogist as well. And so I have like – if I find a photo of like a third or second great-grandfather or aunt or uncle, I get to know them through the ancestry and then I just – put their picture on my little shelf and I will give them coffee in the morning. Like I'll talk to them and it's, I know it's so fun. (laughs) So I I wish you were my neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) I would bring flowers to your altar and you can bring it to mine. Yes. Yes. And I just think it's, it helps me. Like, I don't know. I'm sure they're listening, but I don't have proof that they're listening, but I know how it feels for me to be able to have that open line of communication or feel like I do. I'm always, um, I'm always talking to my higher self. I'm always watching how I speak about myself. That is probably the most important thing. I can't even – if I'm trying to talk about self-talk, I can't even give an example because, except for like, you know, oh, it's it's something that does not relate to me at all because if I give an example that my subconscious could take in, it's just not going to happen. If I do it on accident, I'll say, cancel, cancel, cancel. Like it's not – sorry. It was just an example because – Your subconscious has no idea when you're joking. It has no idea when you're being sarcastic. It does not know fact from fiction. It just knows what you're saying and it's taking notes. So 
yeah, I'm careful. <laughs> you have to be careful. And I think it's good to be careful. What's the harm in saying nice things about yourself and not, you know, what? Wh- how bad is it really to just not say bad things? If anything, always, it'll just make you feel yeah. better. I always try to tell people like the example of different mu- musical artists. So like take Bruno Mars. His music, he's always talking about how amazing his life is, how rich he is, how much fun he's having, him and his guys, him and his women, the gold. Like you listen to his music and he is singing about the life he wants to live yeah. and he's actually living it. Yeah. And then you listen to other artists that are singing about like dark and drugs and alcohol and depression and they sadly live yeah. that. Yeah. Well, think about one of the first songs Bruno came out with. He was guest vocal on what, what was it? No, oh, high school what's it called? School anyway. High school musical? No, high school? no high school musical. Pa- not Panic at the Disco. It's not Panic at the Disco. It's high school. <clears throat> anyway, he was it's that I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a mil Yeah, he did that vocal and then you're like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> it's like Come on. It works. It does. It's powerful, guys. So what the words you're saying, the thoughts you're thinking are so important. And to, to stay high vibe, you're not going to be able to do it all the time. Please don't put that expectation on yourself. But when and where you can, just just build yourself up because you will feel better. Stuff will start happening around you. You're going to start getting the stuff that you want. You're going to just feel more like your authentic self anyway. And who doesn't want that? There's no downside. There's no downside. Second anyway, question. Yeah, second question. Can you leave our guests with maybe just one healthy tip they can consider adding into their life? Does it have to be like food health? Because I'm not good at that. <laughs> Could be anything. Mental okay. health. Oh, yeah. Health, well, yeah. I would say health, spiritual health. I think I kind of jumped the gun because I think I would have said pay attention to how you're talking about yourself. And I, and I, but, but in lieu of self talk, I think we could, we've, we've nailed that one. I think the next one would probably be uh, gratitude. And I know it's so cliche, but I'm not the kind of person that can just list things I'm grateful for. It's not – it might have worked the first two times and now it's just like I might as well be reciting the alphabet. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like it's supposed to feel when you're trying to give gratitude because it's just – it's a habit now. One thing I can do is recommend – <laughs> I actually have something called the five-minute gratitude journal. And I, I recommend this to all my clients too because I love this. It looks like this. I love this person, this Sophia Godkin, PhD. She's great because – and this is what I do with clients is we go outside the box. We don't say, hey, what are you grateful for today? We say, what's the greatest benefit of being alive right now? We mm-hmm. say – an ability that I'm fortunate to have or a choice that I get to make that not a lot of people get to make or something that I have now that I used to dream about having. Boom, gratitude. Like I can't just list stuff. I need I need you to make me think about it. I need you to make me fish for it because that is where my feeling – that's where my emotion is, is I need to be able to feel into it and think about it. And, and I don't know if the right word is work for it. I need to work for it, okay? <laughs> I need to I need to think outside the box. And so uh, another one is like w- one reason to smile today. What's one reason or one thing that made you smile? What are you so excited about happening in the near future? It's just, yeah, I would say gratitude. Gratitude and self-talk, you have the recipe for a good life. Hey, recipe. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. 
No, it's okay. I use the term all the time. It makes perfect sense in so many situations. It's finding the recipe that works for you. you yeah. Know? You have and to tweak that. it. You have to adjust the measurements. But okay, I'm going too far with a no. <laughs> it's okay. I love food puns. I, they're fully relatable because we all eat. Yeah. Um, really? And hopefully we, we all know how to cook even just a little bit. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so much fun. I'm trying to wrap it up because, you know, I know the listeners can only stay focused for so long, but I could speak to you for hours. I so know. You're so fun. And you have to message me on Instagram. So I'll help you uh, set up your altar if you want. And yeah, I'd love to see photos of your altar, um, especially this time of year with the type of flowers that are available, like marigolds, which are just so beautiful to put on food. You can eat them, but they also look really beautiful when you make an altar um, mm-hmm. and they last a long time too. But yeah. um, thank you so much. I look forward to maybe connecting to you with you again in the new year. For sure, lady. Thank you for listening to this episode of the High Vibration Living Podcast. Please leave a five-star rating and review wherever you are tuning in from to help more listeners like and find this podcast. And if you really loved what you heard today, pay it forward and send this episode to a friend or loved one. For more Starseed Kitchen, visit starseedkitchen.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Be sure to pick up a jar of my high vibration foods, organic spices, which you can purchase on starseedkitchen.com. You can find me and follow along on my chef adventures on all your favorite social media channels at Whitney Aronoff. Thanks again for tuning in. Cheers to you and your health. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.